0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, another Udemy chat. And we're going to be looking, we're going to be talking about email lists and how we can build email lists pers- specifically. Uh, and this is for anybody who's interested in building email lists, but we will be looking at it in terms of Udemy structures. So it's just a quick bit of housekeeping. I'll just ask the panelists while you're not speaking, if you could just mute your microphone, and that'll stop any feedback or background noise. Um, housekeeping. Um, if you're listening to this on iTunes, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. If you're listening, uh, watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Then if you're on the website, then hit that sign up for the newsletter that I've got there where we give lots of tips and stuff and news for Udemy. And also don't forget to join the online video Educators and entrep- Entrepreneurs Community. I'll put that link in the YouTube video and on the webpage if you're viewing this there. And if you're on iTunes, just uh, go to... Google+, Plus, search for Mark Timberlake, or online video educators and entrepreneurs community, and you will soon find us. So that's housekeeping done. Got a great panel tonight. Um, some All of these I consider good online friends, but it's the first time they've all been on a hangout together, so it's really interesting for me because I know them all very well. Um, so uh, before we get into anything else, I'm just going to ask the panel just to tell us a little bit about who they are and what they're doing on Udemy. I'm going to start on my left, which is Olivier.
1: Well, hello everyone. My name is Olivier Robier. I'm a French man. Nobody's perfect. And uh, I am for a few months uh, in uh, Udemy. I teach uh, courses for uh, French authors. This is my first niche. And we have also courses about uh, traveling, how to travel without spending any much money. And uh, soon I hope to uh, have also um, courses about team building, team building activities, uh, because I was a team building animator and facilitator for 10 years. And uh, well, uh, we produced uh, some courses with my, together with my wife mainly in french so far but uh, we will also have in english i made also some uh, translation and subtitling for mark timberlake uh, whom i want to thank uh, for his kindness uh, today publicly thank you
0: thank you olivier thank you very much appreciate it. sheila if i don't know you please introduce them to them so that they do
2: thank you mark sheila strover I'm a medical person with a website that's uh, related to knee surgery, knee problems, uh, knee rehabilitation. And my Udemy courses are obviously all to do with knee stuff. So I have two courses online. I'm busy with a third and a fourth. I'm trying the Fedora or Teachable platform. So I'm, I'm currently working on two platforms, but going very slowly because I'm trying to learn from Mark how to market, which I didn't know a thing about at all.
0: Thank you, Sheila. And if you haven't checked out, um, we did a, a Hangout. So if you go to my YouTube channel, and there's a Hangout me and Sheila did. And we did a Hangout on website traffic, because Sheila, when she says she's got a new website, she sells herself as a little bit short. How many visits a day do you get on your website, Sheila?
2: Well, at that stage, 20,000 a day. It actually went down very slightly after that, but it's probably a seasonal thing.
0: Okay, so so. she's averaging about 20,000 hits a day on your website. So, you know, um, so when Sheila introduces herself very politely, um, she does know a little bit about being online and building a following. Tracy, if you could just uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Hey everybody, I'm Tracy Goodwin and I'm a voice expert. Voice and speaking, and my courses are primarily around voice. I have a voice technique course, and working on uh, lots of courses. I do an accent reduction course, and I've got some niche courses in podcast voice and actor voice and storytelling. And I'm a huge fan of the OB community, and I'm delighted to be here again today.
0: Thank you, Tracy. It's great to have Tracy on board. Tracy does really have some. Uh, excellent course on voice coaching and there's you know it's one of those things you don't realize you need till you listen to one of tracy's courses and then you realize all the things you do right it horrifies me now actually thinking about tracy's mm-hmm. listening to me probably breathing all wrong and doing all sorts of crazy stuff um <laughs> but no i you know i've taken tracy's courses and highly recommended i recommend anybody goes out there so thank you everybody i'm just gonna say hi to the guys in the Q&A, so if you're watching and you're wondering how you comment in the Hangout, you will see a Q&A little button in the live event screen. click on that and you can go and say hi and ask questions. So I just want to say hi to Johan and Dave Roman, Mohammed Lau, Paula and Robin Slee, um, and we'll get some more people come in as we go along. So, um, okay, so let's just talk first of all about newsletter building and why why we would build uh, a newsletter so before before we go any further I just want to ask where everyone is in terms of their newsletter building and Olivia, do you currently have an active newsletter
1: yes I have one an active newsletter and I will reach soon uh, 500 uh, subscribers it's not so much but uh, I have to build it uh, uh, long. Uh, i have tried several uh, formulas uh, for my uh, newsletter and also it's really it's working now i have uh, i have found a, a kind of funnel to attract people and I, i'm finding actually my audience i didn't know that it would be this one but we uh, will discover that the audience finds you <laughs> because mm. i uh, i i used uh, the facebook ads in order to, to to gather people to 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 get interested with my uh, content and now I'm surprised to see that people from uh, uh, Maghreb, I don't know if it's the right word in English, but c- coming from Morocco, Algeria, and uh, Tunisia, uh, the former French colonies, at uh, list are reading what I uh, propose uh, every two weeks
0: now. Okay. Sheila, how's your current newsletter situation? Do you send out a newsletter?
1: Yeah,
2: I've got a newsletter, and I've sent a newsletter twice. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: I, I, it was an enigma to me when people said, you need a newsletter, because everybody was on my website, and I didn't know what I was going to send them a newsletter about, um, because they were there, and it was a bit silly to say, I've just put up a new article, because they would have seen it anyway so i I didn't really understand what a newsletter was doing until I started to work through your marketing principles so mm-hmm. now i have um, I've made big progress. I've moved over to click funnels or i've've I've learned click funnels, which is like optimized press or in I think Infusionsoft that creates a newsletter with a um, A lead magnet of sorts and I didn't understand this before so I'm now creating the platform to bring other people to the newsletter then to um, a a download of sorts onto a mailing list and eventually to Udemy products and back to the website so uh, the circles closed for me I I just never really understood why I needed these Mm. things it was Mm. an enigma.
0: Something. yeah yeah, I think that's something we need to sort of discuss tonight for people um, and help them to understand what a newsletter is and what it does. Tracy, have you sort of got a, a newsletter campaign going at the moment? Is this something you're doing or want to do or
3: I do. Um, and uh, and I, I fully, after studying your work and and the work of a few others, really understand the newsletter now. I'm still facing some challenges. But I do a newsletter, but I do something a little different with mine because the nature of my work, I send out a weekly video, and then I do an in-print document once a month with with different articles and and things in it.
0: Okay, excellent, excellent. Okay, so I think the first thing to understand is that newsletter building, um, when you put a course on Udemy, they own the email list, so we start there, they own that email list, you don't own, and the money's in their email list, and you've got to build your own email list. If you've got to build yourself long-term outside of the platform, whichever one would recommend on this panel is, you know, you build your, you've build you got to build your following, and now, the, what happens is, if you don't build your following, you can get shut down on a platform, and then lose all that following. So you want to be building your following and building those contacts and the people that are really hungry for your information which we'll talk a little bit about later but the newsletter list is the most important element of your marketing that is the contact information that you own so there's good ways and bad ways to use newsletter lists but we want to understand that the newsletter is is the real the, it's the real I've heard people say it's the biggest asset in your online business, especially if you're selling digital products, and I agree with that. Now, an example of how you can be affected, a few years ago, Facebook you'd encouraged everyone to set up a business page. Everybody did, and they're getting likes and followers on their business page rather than their email list a lot of the time. And then what happened was Facebook turned around and decided that they was only going to show uh, maybe you know 20% of your posts to the people that were so I've said they wanted to hear from you. Then it went to 10%. Then it went to 8%. I think it's currently down to about 2%. And what they then did was said, if you pay us, we'll show your post to your audience that you've built up. And that's a classic case of of building a following on a platform, and then that platform can then use that You know, if you get removed from a platform through no fault of your own, this happens with these big platforms and the automation sometimes. You know, you hear horror stories of people saying, my YouTube account was shut down, my videos were deleted. But if you've done that, you just lost all your subscribers and you can't get that back. So that's why you build a newsletter. It's that and also for the marketing opportunities. So what I want to talk about is um, if we can just discuss – sort of newsletter building, you know, and why that is the most important part of... um, Actually, let me just answer a very quick question while I remember it's here. Someone asked the question. They said, uh, is buying targeted email lists a good option? In my opinion, absolutely not because unless you know that list is absolutely 100%. See, an email list is about connection. It's about creating connections with people. And the way to really understand... Um, a newsletter list is like this. It's a mini social media site, or it's a mini social media platform that's yours. Okay, so when you start thinking of it like that, you're sending out notifications, you're sending out, but this is a really engaged, tight audience now, who are super engaged. So it's like your mini Facebook, your mini Google Plus, or your mini, and and that's the way to sort of start thinking about it. and what I want to really talk about when you're when we're building a newsletter list is educational content. Um, and we'll, we'll sort of jump in with some ideas and stuff of what people want to think about. But before we move on to that, does anybody want to jump in on those sort of opening comments?
2: Yeah, I just want to say that I think one of the reasons why I had issues was the very name newsletter. Because okay. I it implied to me that I had to be telling them news. and And... Now that I'm thinking of it as a blogging platform or an additional information platform or a video platform or something that I can send them new stuff, but it's not actually news, I think that's made it a lot easier for me to wrap my head around it.
0: Yeah, and I think if I think back, um, Sheila, I was the same. I was exactly the same way back when it was newsletter. So I must tell them news. I think it'd be better to call it an educational letter Because one of the things we've got to understand is um, why do people sign up to a newsletter? And this is the thing, because we know why we want a newsletter. We want to create a newsletter because we want to sell to people, right? We want people to buy products and services. That's why we've got a newsletter. But why do people actually sign up to a newsletter? If we think about that, you know, think about a newsletter you you signed up to. Why did you sign up to that?
1: Olivier, well, yeah, you you sign up to a newsletter because uh, you trust the person that you uh, th- that you want to to get news from. Uh, I would like to to str- to put the stress on the fact that in French you don't you don't say uh, newsletter you say infoletre. This is a letter on information. Info it would be a kind of infoletter. So I chose, uh, for example, to have a, to to invent a neologism for my newsletter. I invented and I called it letter so a useful letter a used letter uh, it's uh, the the name was already invented by by uh, Andrews I think a, a famous blogger in a uh, in, um, in United States but so you subscribe to the people you trust you want to get news from him and and then we can enter into the core of the problem this is the educational marketing that you can do mm-hmm. with this kind of uh, uh, newsletter because you have to choose carefully what kind of content do you do you put in it. You have to, to have your, your logo. It, 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 it has to, to look like you and to, you have to think about the people, about your subscribers. You have to put information that is really useful to them and use the, uh, the this principle that I learned also from you, Mark. But you have to put, uh, let's say, 80% of useful information to inform those people. On the subjects that you you, you have first to, to choose your niche your your uh, what what you are talking about and then 20% uh, you do try to sell something because uh, well everybody knows that you want to sell you have to uh, to provide information and also to 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 have a, a return on uh, investment to that
0: mm-hmm. okay. mm. I think I think that's an important point which I want to sort of pull out a little bit more there's a difference between if, if you've if you been around marketing a little while, you'll be, you'll, be, you'll be aware of the term of content marketing. Educational marketing is not quite content marketing. Content marketing is useful information. Educational marketing is educational content. And because we're Udemy instructors, you know, for us, the best type of newsletter we're going to create is educational newsletters. So... You know, there's lots of different ways we can discuss ideas of how to do that. We've got to understand why someone's following you. And, you know, with social media marketing in general, once you begin to understand this, is when people sign up to follow you, it's like there's, you know, there's the satellite channel, and, you know, and you've got 300 um, channels. Now, how many of those channels do you actually watch? You know, you might have satellite, you might have cable. You actually look at how many channels you actually watch. You might actually only watch three or four on a regular basis because they're the ones that actually you engage with and you're interested in. And when someone signs up to you, it's like they're signing up to a TV channel and they're saying, I'm following you on this subject. And with social media marketing, sometimes people make the mistake of thinking everyone's interested in their coffee, what they did this morning and what their cat did and everything. And you know, after a little while, they just switch off to that. So when it comes to newsletter marketing, you've got to really think about why they're following you and what they want. And then if you offer them educational content, if you think about the psychology of that, you give them free educational content in the newsletter, and then you offer to sell them advanced educational content at the bottom of the... Scene. And I, I will talk about selling and, you know, maybe some of the things that people struggle with. But in the same newsletter, there's a path to paid product. But for them... If you're giving them educational content and don't want to buy it, they'll just ignore that bit. But if they give value and they see that, they'll buy the bottom one. You know. And that's the way that good newsletter structure works. Uh, and what, that's why educational content, especially for Udemy instructors, is really good. So when you said earlier, Tracy, about what you were doing, you're already on that road, aren't you? You're sending out educational content.
3: Yes. I send, uh, you know, every, each week. It's just literally a video tip. You know, okay, today we're going to talk about pitch play and why it's so important. And I do, you know, a three or four minute video tip. Rarely do I sell in those video tips. It's literally, here's your weekly chunk to take out as you prepare your courses, you prepare your webinars, whatever you do. So, yeah, I found that, that because of what I do, that was really the way that I needed to go. I do see absolutely the merit in the written newsletter, so I do it once a month. But for my audience to be able to hear my voice live on their computer, um, that was really the most uh, bang for my educational buck for them.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're actually sending out uh, video content uh, links in your emails, and you're, so you're using your video content you're creating anyway, but actually then linking to that in your in your newsletters. Right, right.
3: And I do a, a variety of topics each week, and. Um, but actually, Mark, what I do with my Tuesday uh, video tip is I make them specifically for my list, and then I repurpose them later. But the list is the first the first group that gets mm-hmm. to see them each week so that, you know, that, that there's, that, there's a reason for them to, to sign up. You know, we get it. It's almost like advanced viewing of the latest tip.
0: Absolutely, and that's something I wanted to bring up as well, so that's a really good time to bring that up, is because your newsletter list is your most... These are the most engaged people. These are the people that have actually given you the highest transaction value you can get online other than buying your course. And why do we say that? It's because you've got to understand the transaction value. The transaction value of subscribing on YouTube is quite low. Following you on Google+, Plus, quite low. Connecting on Facebook is quite low. Newsletter list, people guard that. So when someone signs up to your newsletter list, you've got to understand the value of, of that, the transactional value they just made. They just said, I'm just giving you access to my inbox. And people protect their inboxes. And so these are super, you're in your marketing funnel now, you know, if you've taken my course, you know we're talking about the desire phase now. We're developing desire for the paid content. We're in the, the you know, the, there's action, uh, attention, interest, desire and then action. So we're in that last bit, these are highly engaged, oftentimes people that are super interested in your content because they've they've given you permission to email them on a regular basis, and that's really really important to understand. So when Tracy says, and you just said Tracy, I'm going to send my best stuff. You know, I do something similar. In my Udemy newsletter. When I've got a hot tip, or you know, I will send that hot tip first to my newsletter because I want them to know that first because they, I've got to reward them the most. Does that make sense? So that's really important to understand. You know, you don't send leftovers to your newsletter list. You send the, the really good top content. Does anybody else want to comment on that before we sort of move on?
1: Yes, I, I would like to, to say that you you, ca- you can put different uh, contents in your uh, newsletter. Uh, for example, Tracy is putting a, a link to the video, but you, you have to, to consider that you have different embassies uh, throughout the internet. You have the, your embassy on Facebook, you have the embassy on YouTube, you have your embassy, and um, Udemy is also an embassy, uh, we can say that, on Amazon, and you have to uh, link all the, all the pillars uh, of this uh, structure, and you can put it uh, on your newsletter, so you can put a link to your blog. Let's say you have your, uh, you have written an article, a very powerful article, interesting article about a subject that ca- that could uh, uh, raise the interest of your uh, subscribers. But also you can put a link to to the video, and maybe we can uh, discuss about these strategies because I, I have also I subscribed to other newsletters where uh, the sender chooses to 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 put specifically only video one video per week, let's say, or only an article. But I, I, I have chosen a, another, uh, another content type, a kind of magazine. So we, maybe we could discuss on, the, on this strategic choice. What to do, what, what kind of content do you send to your subscribers?
0: yeah i think that's that's a great point actually because we're coming to that sort of point in the discussion it's a great time to sort of discuss that i think what it is you've got to you've got to think about your audience and what they you know what they're going to engage with what they want and so what type of resource works for them the best what do they typically like to do do they tend to be readers are they watchers are they listeners so what i will tend to do if i um send out uh, a newsletter and say you know we've just had the hangout the hangout's just finished or and here's the video here's the podcast here's the you know i'm going to give them some options different types of content but i think one of the things is if you've been around on the internet a little while there's a phrase called tl colon dr has anyone ever come across that tldr okay and it stands for too long didn't read. <laughs> okay. okay. So okay, whenever understand. someone posts on your blog or anything that says TLDR, TLDR, they're saying too long didn't read. This is bad, bad. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's another one I like to use called TLDW, too long didn't watch. Uh uh-huh. huh. Hmm. It's so, worst. worst. Yeah. So one of the things when you talk about strategies on your newsletter is I will try and put a minute's worth of text maximum in the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Okay, Because I will give them a link to go to more content, but I'm just, what, remember what the, the, with the newsletter, we've got to understand what we're doing. We've got an audience, now they're with us, but we've still got to get them to re-engage on a regular basis. We don't know which email they're going to respond, click the link to go through on a sale. So we have to re-engage. So the two things that are most important, I think, tips for creating the newsletter, make sure your title is really punchy and something's going to grab their attention. Make sure it's not too long. If it's too long and they're looking on a mobile device, they won't see the whole thing. So try and keep it short. That's the key. That's number one, because that's attention content. bomb. Um, and then interest content that you've got this little patch here where you're gonna you know it's gonna be long. When I see people send out Udemy newsletters, my I tell you nine times out of ten, it's TLDR. Too long didn't read. Because the person they are so busy. Although signed, they're so busy, they are signed up to your newsletter. You've got that really short space where you've got to grab their attention, and you've got to you've got to realise that that's what you've got to work in. So you've got to keep it, you know, two paragraphs, and then link to some deeper content.
2: Well, where I'm, hearing, I'm hearing two different things that I need to tease out, Mark. Okay. Because I I sh- very proudly showed you my uh, landing page. Yes that was meant to get somebody to sign up to go onto my email list. And you said it's not long enough.
0: No, what it was on that one, the text, um, I would have more text on the landing page. if in case you don't know, Sheila sent me a link to a new page she's doing. And what it was, Sheila, was there's a video there, but there's no text on the page. So I would put text on that page because that's going to give you SEO and people are going to find that page. So a the-
2: landing page you can have... More yeah, an landing
0: page. Yes, your, do, you know, don't even worry about.
2: newsletter to your list is a little, is a short
0: page. Yeah, when I, yeah, so when you send out a newsletter, you're trying to, what you're trying to do is you can have long form content on your page where you link to, because that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get them to take a, you know, they've given you the title, they've opened your email, so now they're going to give you, so they are given you three seconds to read the title. Now they're going to give you ten seconds to read your thing, and if it's really interesting, something they engage with, they'll link, and now they might give you five to 10 minutes. And that's the way it goes for the process as people go down and open up a newsletter. So when you start to think like that, newsletter short content, but you can then, when you they land on your content, that's when you can start giving some real educational value. Does that make sense? Because that's the process, the transaction as it goes along. That's the that. And then if you think about next time you open an email and you go through that process, watch what happens. Guarantee, if it's a long email and you have to scroll past to read the bottom, you'll look at it and go, unless this is really, really important, I'm not going to read it. And then you know, so it's got to be. That's a big thing. There is newsletters don't. I'm not going to say never, because there's some audiences you know they signed up to your newsletter and they want a five thousand word document once a month, you know because that's what they're interested in, and it's very sort of you know, but if you're just something that's you're trying to grab grab someone's attention, which is most subjects, grab it in the newsletter and then take them to the page so I just want to grab some questions from the sidebars, guys, make sure we keep up with that um. What frequency is is engaging for sending out lose letters without spamming people? That's Robin. You have to test it. If you was on my newsletter recently, you see me do a test. I went to one day a week to see how that would work with my list, but I started to get a uh, unsubscribe. So I went back to once a week, and um, my uh, unsubscribe rate has disappeared. So my list are telling me. That I, you know, that I can handle one a week from you, Mark. Any more than that, you know, and you know, you're in the naughty corner. So when it t- comes to that, it might be once a month for some people. But if you can do it once a week, I would do it. But do it in context of your current marketing. So, you know, if you're a mind loser, you're going to say, "I'm going to tell you when I've got a hangout coming up. I'm going to tell you when the recording's done. I'm going to keep you up to date if anything new comes in. I might flash that out." Sometimes I'll send out two a week, but it's always in the context of being educational, useful, and thinking of the audience. Um, I just want to grab this question. And ideas for announcement list content, free content relate to your mailing list topic, free YouTube, new posts from your server relates. Yeah, so Good Creative Academy saying what sort of stuff can we put out there? You know, anything educational, useful, you know, send them to that. Uh, I started collecting emails around May this year, and I have only about 800 subscribers so far. So how do I get to 10,000 subscribers? I offer Udemy course if people subscribe, and I feature on my YouTube channel that has 20,000 subscribers. And I think people fall into this. Do you know a good workable, do you know what the size of a good workable, workable for email list is? Do you have a guess, roughly? One thousand, thousand. 1,000. Sheila, what would you say?
2: Five thousand. Five thousand. Tracy. I was thinking five
3: thousand or seven fifty. I was, you know, playing the
0: extremes there <laughs> because I don't know. Let me share four hundred. Yeah,
3: yeah, less. Because you want the you want the best, the best. Yeah. You want the people that are really not the strays that just random.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You see, if you get if you get your email list to four hundred that's a good size of people to actually sort of go out and engage, because these, especially if you're very specific, and if you're very broad, that's going to be really difficult, you know, but if you're very specific, once you get to 400, that's a good base. You've got 400 people that have said, please send me information, you know, and you'll be surprised what you can, what, what, how much they will engage with, but because they're super engaged, and what we've got to realize is when we go through the AIDA marketing funnel, you know, at the top, attention, you might have people, you might have, like, I think I've got nearly 7,000 followers on Google Plus now. They're engaging with my attention content. And then my interest content might be my YouTube videos. And now we're probably coming down maybe, I don't know what I'm getting views a month, but say we get 500 people a month coming and watching. It's more than that. But let's just say, um, actually, it's probably about, I reckon we we'll are probably get about three and a half, four thousand 4,000 um, people a month on the YouTube channel. Then it comes down to my newsletter, and I've got 400 people. By the time they've gone through those processes, these are super targeted people. So don't think newsletters in terms of mega amounts of people. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> the bigger, the better. But, you know, condensed is good. These are people that are really engaged with you. You um, know, Mark,
3: I, I hear people talking all the time in groups about how they may have 5,000, 10,000 on their newsletter, but their engagement is literally what my engagement is with less than 800 people. So Mm. it's, it's literally, we get so bogged down in this numbers game And it's, you know, I think there's so much merit to what you're saying. It's better to have 10 people that are absolutely in love with you and, 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 you know, they're going to speak highly of you and talk about you and get people engaged to 5,000 that you never, they never post anything. They never respond to anything anywhere, anytime. You know, that's been my experience as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think what it is sometimes as well is that one of the good ways of getting, you know, we can talk about this in a little while, you know, different ways we can get people onto our list is by giving away free stuff. But sometimes people just want the free stuff and they're not really interested in the newsletter. So it's very easy to build up a fluffy newsletter list, you know, that's just very, it's all fluff. There's nothing solid in there. Um, so really, you know, so, you know, so if you're getting, if you're getting, you know, three, four, five, ten signups a week, you're doing well. And I think, Pete, you've got to put it in that perspective. You know, you're doing well, and because all that's going to happen over time, you put more content out there, more more funnels back to your newsletter list, build that newsletter list all the time, and all that's going to happen over time is that newsletter list is going to grow. But it's 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 a really good audience you're taking with you. Um, so there's some, there's some great stuff in here, guys. I want to pick up some of this. Um, Good Creative Academy. It's all about getting their attention, right? Yes. Remember, they're on your newsletter. But just because they're on your newsletter list doesn't mean they've got you, you just have to renew the, their attention all the time. And that's the way we use it. It's like, oh, I'm here. Don't forget about me. I'm here. Don't forget me. Here's something really useful. Here's something to add value. And that's the thing. Just because I signed up to your newsletter doesn't mean that you don't have to keep re-engaging with them, and that's how you can use a newsletter as well. It keeps your in- audience very engaged. Olivier?
1: Yes, I read uh, uh, a recent study by Google that uh, uh, last year, you have to be engaged with, or people have to be engaged with your content 11 times until they effectively do uh, the buy from you. Well, this is a statistics. So you have to, to engage people, uh, all around, uh, whether in the social, um, the social media, or, or with the, your newsletter, because uh, they the, they will choose to buy long afterwards, long uh, after you, you build that relationship with people, and uh, that is what you are saying. You have to 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 prefer quality over quantity, because when you have good people, uh, really interested subscribers they will buy from you, they are uh, accustomed to you, to your content, they like it and they will buy from you. So you don't have to be afraid that maybe you will sell uh, within a long future, not now,
0: not right now, but you will sell uh, within a few weeks. Exactly and that's really important, Olivier, because what might happen is you've got one course or two courses out now, you release those on your newsletter and then you release another course in five months from now. And that's, say for you, Sheila, so there's one course you do in five months from now, and you do a new course, and that's the one they actually want, and now they'll buy. And that's the thing to think with a newsletter. It's It's not a place to make one sale. It's to build up lifelong customers. Tracy, you wanted to jump in?
3: Yeah, I want to add something from my own experience and just stress how crucial this is. Consistency... Is so key and I learned that the hard way I was traveling a lot this summer and it was you know every once in a while my Tuesday became a Thursday and and I lost subscribers because I think you know I think there's absolutely something to that like know and try you know I trust you you said you're gonna do this now are you gonna do it as long as I really consistently Every Tuesday, that video comes out, and every last Thursday, that newsletter comes out. It doesn't matter, you know, if if I'm writing it from a hospital bed or, or whatever. You know, I think that consistency, right along with value, is crucial
2: to,
0: yeah. to really
3: keep them engaged.
0: Yeah, and that's a really good point because the other thing is, if you leave two gaps, I'm not a fan. One of the reasons I'm not a fan of just a one-month newsletter is this: is they might forget. Are you with me? They might forget why they're actually on the list. You know, every week, if you get an email from me every week, it's very rare you won't get one from me every week. You know, um, you know, every week there's a little thing. Even if you don't read it, oh, there's Mark again. Are you with me? And that's part of it as well. So I, I would favor more often. But remember, if you're only doing you know, an intro, maybe there's some content you've created or there's something you've done. You don't always have to create brand new content, but you let your newsletter list know about everything you're doing. And that can be really quick. It doesn't take long to do a newsletter. Um, and there was a great question here, which really leads into something we was talking about in the um, uh, thing. There's a few more people jumped in. Terry Minter, hi, Stephen Doak, hi. I hope, Sue Mosley, hi. But the... The thing I wanted to talk about here is, Stephen said it perfectly, I'm the worst salesman on the planet because if I am annoyed with today's sales practices, I cannot justify trying to sell to someone else. Okay? I feel like a hypocrite. And this is a real issue. So, okay, so we've got our content. Now, if you get one of my newsletters, what you're gonna see is at the bottom of every one of my newsletters, there's a weekly offer. Every week there's an offer on my newsletter list. I send to my newsletter, they they you know, I tell them about my weekly offers. I we're talking about the psychologist, me and Sheila were talking about psychology of this in the green room before we started. And one of the things to understand is how you feel about selling. Will affect how you feel about asking for a sale. And the thing you've got to understand is nothing wrong with asking for a sale as long as it's a genuine exchange of value for value. Now, the bad type of selling is where you're saying, you know, okay, you buy my $9 course and I'm going to show you how to make five million pounds in two weeks, you know, and you're just trying to get money out of people. But a good sale is, look, I've done this, you know know me. You've seen what I'm doing. I think this is really going to help you, and you can buy this. It's a value exchange. People don't have a problem with a genuine value exchange. Every time you buy something in a shop, you know, most of the time you're happy with it because there's a genuine value exchange. That's the psychology of it. And once you begin to start thinking like that, this is my value exchange. This is valuable. This is great content. This should take me years to learn, you know. This is years, and you can have it for $10, you know, or $20 or $50. And you start thinking like that, and you, will, you won't have a problem asking for a sale. But I would recommend that I find that soft selling at the bottom of the newsletter in the footer little offer always at the bottom not at the top that for me I'm the most comfortable with because you know people go down they can read it they can go through and they know that my priority is the educational content did you want to jump in there Olivier yes
1: what would what, what you say you, you you don't ask people you write that you offer something it's a, it's a, it's very different because you don't you don't stand in front of people asking them uh, by voice asking them to to, to sell to, to to buy your course sorry no you write it down and it's cl- it's a clear offer because we are all adults and uh, what what i can see is a kind of convergence uh, between uh, the ebooks the ebooks market and also um, the, uh, the courses market they, they will converge, and some of the stuff that we can use, the marketing techniques that we can use when we sell an ebook, we can also use when we, when we sell a course. And you are perfectly right when you say that uh, with the, the educational marketing, you simply explain that uh, with these courses you will uh, acquire skills, knowledge, and that are immediately actionable actionable sorry. And you can uh, uh, you can grow you can grow your skills and your, your knowledge and do do something better, and so I think I would say it's uh, it's uh, a little bit paradoxical, but you don't need to ask for uh, the, the buy to, to because it's it's obvious, okay? And if you if you can uh, write your newsletter in uh, in a way that well uh, the, the the guy will be convinced that if we if uh, he uh, buys the course he will also add the skills attached to it, it will be okay. And maybe you, you will refrain this kind of, uh, of fear that you have uh, to to come out and ask for something that you, maybe you, you wouldn't do normally.
0: Yeah, so I'm just gonna pick up one question in the sidebar very quickly, and then I want us to move on to how to actually build your list. Because that's the question, you know. It's great when people are on the list, and you actually build yeah. your list in yeah. the first place? Um, Tracy, <laughs> it's, it's, someone's asked you a specific question. Um, they've said, do you embed your video in your email, or do you link to it?
3: I don't know how to embed. <laughs> so so I link.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Somebody who asked that question would like to teach me how to embed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think with email you're always best to link and, and yeah, best. to be honest. And what you can do though is you can take there's a cut Couple of, there's a couple of little tools out there. I haven't got the links now, but you can create a little thumbnail of your video and maybe, you know, stick a little YouTube play button over it and put that image in your email and then link to that. But the reason I don't do that is because sites like Gmail love to strip images out. So I stick to old-fashioned links because otherwise, you know, I just I just don't know whether they're going to see that image. Um, and with my email provider, I can't always guarantee my. what well, the software I use, I can't always guarantee that it's going to be pure HTML and they're going to see the images. In so, terms of
2: that, how much branding do you put on on emails, or how much would you recommend one puts on emails on the brand, newsletter email?
0: Yeah, I have brand mine very fully. One of the t- key tips, actually, on this, Sheila, when you send out your email, make sure you put your the one photo. Remember, we talked about this in the Udemy business world' One photo. You should have one photo across Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, one photo. And because we've got built-in face recognition software, and in the footer, I always have my photo. And then when they see my email come through, and if images are displaying, they see my photo, they know it's from straight away. But at the top, I always brand very clearly, so I'll always... Brand with a, a brand with a simple banner at the top. And also Udemy tips. So my Udemy newsletter, which is the one I'm really working on at the moment, Udemy tips. So straight away, they know what it's about, they know where it's from, and put the image. And just keep that going all the time. Always be very strong in branding. Don't be frightened to brand. Um, so I wanted to talk about some ideas of how can we get people on our list. And it sounds really difficult, but it's not. It's not that difficult. Um, when we go back to the ADA marketing fund the attention, interest, mm-hmm. desire, action, the way to get lots of signups is to create lots of interest content with a call to action which says sign up to my newsletter list to get even better content, to get even better information. And then you put that content out online on YouTube, on your website, so it's indexed in search. And you just keep doing that on a regular basis. And the more and more content out there, bees and flowers, we call it, SME Heroes. It's bees and flowers. The more flowers you've got, if you've got one flower in a field, how many bees are you going to get in a day? One, probably. 10 flowers, 10 bees. 100 flowers, 100 bees. So the more interest content you put out there with a newsletter sign up, the more people are actually going to come and sign up to a newsletter. And And I love this, because the beauty of it is you put the content out there. And it's automated. So if you go to one of my videos on YouTube, you're going to see when you watch it, watch one of my most recent ones to see the order. When you watch one of my videos, you're going to see my cards flick across. One of the first things that comes up is sign up to my Udemy Tips newsletter. Because, you know, that's it. And I get people signing up from all over the place because I've got interest content sitting out there with a call to action that says sign up to my newsletter. And in fact, one of the things I should do more is on my videos... um, and I am going to be doing some short Udemy tip videos very soon. I'm going to be doing some, some, some interesting marketing. So I watch and follow how I do that because that's going to be really interesting to see how that goes. But the last, in that last section of that video, call to action, here's my newsletter sign-up, here's my newsletter sign-up, here's my newsletter sign-up. And prioritize newsletter sign-up to the sale. People will ask for the sale at the end of the YouTube video. You're actually better sometimes to say, here's my newsletter sign-up it's a lower value transaction so that's really the the basic concept anybody sort of want to comment on that okay Tracy then Olivier
3: okay okay Um, I wanted to add something that I have experienced and 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 you guys might have might disagree and might have experienced something differently but you know what I struggled with initially was so many different platforms and managing all of it and what I've really been excited about over the last month is that I have really found some platforms that really get me a lot of sign ups, and one of them is Blab. and of course, you know YouTube has always been good for me. but Blab and running very, very directed short challenges that I primarily market through Blab have absolutely doubled my list. So I think that there's some merit to say you know check your channels you know do your do your research I've never really been able to turn anything into Twitter but 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 I have a very specific niche so for what I do something like that, or periscope or YouTube are crucial and essential for me to really get some sign ups
0: yeah, I think the most powerful form of marketing out there right now, if you've got a Udemy course, is educational content on live stream platforms. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. And the second best is educational content on long-tail long form or long tail content platforms like YouTube where they can be indexed in search. And then put your newsletter sign up on that content. And that's and when you understand ADA, attention, interest, desire, action, attention you want their attention, short, snappy, interest. Develop their interest. Interest content points to desire content behind a newsletter sign up. So the bridge between interest and desire content is always a newsletter sign up. But when you think about the psychology of that, you don't even try to sell until you've got them on your newsletter. Now I will sell outside my newsletter because a lot of my audience is very engaged so they know me so i'm not selling outside or it looks like i'm breaking the rules but i'm not but if you get that newsletter signed up it's going to be you know if you can get that newsletter in there and prioritize getting people on your newsletter list and i know sometimes we're hungry for sales and we really want to push that but most people out there asking for sales are never going to get it educate people for free use live streaming use youtube and get that newsletter sign up because you educate people they're going to buy in Olivier and then Sheila Uh,
1: I would like to say for the people that you are uh, beginning mailing list from scratch maybe it's easy to to form a first circle uh, a, a circle in order to, uh, to build it. You ask to, the, to your family, to the people you know, and then you can test also your content, your first newsletters. And after that, you can also put Facebook to, the, to do the trick, because Facebook ads are, uh, are cheap, and it's, uh, it's easy to, to make the exchange that Mark Timberlake talked about. So first, you, you can have, a, let's say, a course or an e- ebook you can make it for free and you create you, you are searching for your audience and you the audience will find you because you have only uh, an id of uh, what uh, your audience your actual audience will be you have a, uh, a notion of your a niche and then you you uh, you test with the facebook ad and then you gather you you gather people you put uh, what they call a, a small pixel a, a pixel in your landing page and you, you, you create a kind of conversion and the people in exchange of their uh, email address they can get your free content and so you can build a list very rapidly because you can see if it works or not.
0: Mm. And I think we And way. when people talk about Facebook they always say it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, especially doesn't it doesn't work, it works. Doesn't, work, <laughs> doesn't work, it works but you're trying to do the wrong thing, you're trying to get attention to action. People no, don't, it's not, don't it's not possible. No. people don't buy in that in that process. They buy from they, Facebook. They, no. they subscribe to your newsletter um, after that. Yes. And that's mm-hmm. the key is so if you want to build a, a thing and you've, maybe you've got you know, even like 50 pounds or something kicking around, mm-hmm. you know, you'll be surprised. You should be able to get – if you've got some decent content you can point them to for free behind a newsletter, you'll be able to get two, 300 sign-ups with that get yeah. that kicked off. And, and that's what Facebook ads are good for. Remember, attention, interest. Facebook ads is attention content. And I would like to say that the audience
1: find, the audience find you, because, for example, I was expecting, uh, uh, because I, I do a newsletter in French, I was expecting guys from uh, France, from Belgium, from Canada, and actually I had uh, subscribers, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, from uh, uh, Algeria and Morocco and Tunisia, so I have to adapt uh, to, to this uh, point, because, for example, this is the, the new year, of the, the Muslim new year, so I had, uh, I had to say, well, Happy New Year to you, because uh, most of my subscribers are Muslims, you know, that, that's not a problem for me, but I did not expect that, but, well, this audience uh, found me, so I have to respect it. It's, this is the a little way around, you know.
0: <laughs> mm, that's a very good point, actually, Olivia. Yeah, because obviously what's happened to you, is surprised you who your audience actually is. It's not who you thought yes, it might but be. That, but it's okay for me. That's fine for me. Yeah, now you've got to look after them. Um, Sheila, did you want to sort of add to this?
2: Yeah, I have quite a lot of um, audience from India because, of course, um, in the medical field, they converse in English, so... That's uh, useful as well, but you also have to be culturally sensitive. So um, I wanted to ask Olivier actually when he says Facebook ads are cheap. Yeah. What? Because what I, is cheap? What? 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 What sort of prices? Well, I'm, that that only
1: uh, I only uh, do campaigns for 20 euro. Let's say 18 uh, uh, pounds, uh, 20 dollars. So I try let's say two weeks. So I have a very fast result. I see if it were, it's works or if it's not working. And 20, 20 euro, it's OK for me. I can test it. Okay. For example, I, uh, in exchange of my uh, Gantt Diagram course, which a rather complicated course about project management, I, I gained about 250 people in three weeks. It, it worked. And but uh, for example, when we exchanged uh, uh, a free ebook, uh, we, we, my, my wife uh, uh, writes ebook novels from, uh, for children, uh, it, it didn't work th- uh, that well because uh, the value the, the value that they attach to an ebook is lower that, uh, than to an, uh, a course, you understand. So you have to adapt, but it's working because we had some subscribers, okay? Uh, and, when, and you can see, you can stop when you see that a Facebook campaign is not working after three, four, five days. You you stop it, and uh, uh, you, you don't you don't have to spend all the money, all the budget that you you, you thought about. So you only have to spend five dollars, uh, mm. six, uh, and it's it's very it's worth it.
2: And how does that compare with Google AdWords in terms of um, return for uh, the revenues? Well, I
1: don't know because uh, uh, well, I. I, I, we have to choose our, our ways, our uh, social networks. So, for example, as we talked about Udemy, Udemy is uh, de- deliberately choosing Facebook. Okay? We have Facebook group, uh, Udemy Studio, and so mm-hmm. on and so on. I, see, yeah. I, I think that uh, Google Plus is, is better, but we have to adapt to the audience. My audience, my French-speaking audience, they, they don't know about Google. Uh, mm-hmm. Google Plus, it's very hard to find them. So I have yeah. to go and to move to Facebook. That's it.
0: And I think the other thing is as well with AdWords, is AdWords, you know, AdWords can get very expensive. That can get very expensive. I found um,
2: that. That's why I asked
0: you. Yeah. Yeah, Facebook Facebook ads, if you do it the right way, can actually be a lot cheaper. Another one that can be very good is YouTube ads if you've got people that um, are busy on YouTube. But I think Facebook ads are really working for a lot of people at the moment. And I'll be I'll be perfectly honest. I think Facebook marketing without Facebook ads is a waste of time. I totally just think it's a complete waste of time. You know, when I build a community on Google+, I know that's indexed. I know that's going to be found. I yeah. know people, and people find it. I wouldn't go and try and build a, 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 a large commute on Facebook because I don't know when they're going to switch off visibility. I just don't trust them in that sense. And but Facebook ads is something to really look into, and I would suggest finding a good course and really looking into understanding how to use pixel retargeting mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing because once you once you're getting and you know look-alike audiences. You pick you know you know ten thousand people. and Facebook will figure out other people the same interests. You can get a really high thing, but get them on the newsletter. That's what you want. You but you're buying you're buying. And and someone asked earlier, should you buy an email list? And I said no. Yeah. Let me correct that. Yes, off Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you
1: have to you and, have to do the exchange on Facebook. The exchange. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I just wanted to mention, because we're, we're running out of time, we're going to be going across to the live blab where people can, we're going to have a hot seat where people can jump in if they want to, I'm going to have one seat open for, you know, pers- uh, coaching, anyone on the Udemy coaching one-to-one. But one of the things I want to talk about is while we're on this is the Udemy internal email marketing. Now, remember, you've got those four educational announcements and you've got two promo announcements every month. Now, those four educational announcements – When you do a Blab, when you do any live streaming, when you do a Hangout, tell the people on your course. So, for instance, today, um, when I woke up this morning, we did a Hangout, and the average, you know, most people get probably 20 to 30 people subscribed to a Hangout, and we had 31. So I did a quick blast this morning, which I knew I was going to do, to my Udemy courses and people interested in that, and the subscription went up to 50, Bob, today. So 50 people coming to watch a live hangout. And your educational announcements on Udemy is a, it is a form of email marketing, so if you don't own the list, but use it because it's there. So here's a tip. Create a free course on your subject. People are going to come into that course. Hold regular hangouts or blabs. Blabs might be easier, hangouts a little bit more technical, better quality. But if you're not not new to it, just start with a blab. Hold regular blabs where you do open sessions where people can come in and ask you questions, talk about the subject, email, educational email, your free course, let them know. And then when it's finished, don't make a new announcement, but in the announcement you sent out earlier and saying, in case you missed it, here is the live show and send them the link to the blab, which by now you've downloaded, put it on your website, tidy it up a bit and you're good to go. And that's a great way because now they're in the blab, they're being exposed to you again and again because a lot of people will join your course and they'll want more engagement and they won't might not be ready to buy the paid course, but by getting them out and into your stuff, you can then, you know, there's an opportunity once they're in the blab to offer them a deal, you know, offer them something, mm-hmm. you know, or get them, to offer them a, a newsletter sign-up or a special resource on that blab where they can only get if they sign up. And that's one of the ways to use the internal UDB marketing funnel. so i want I want to just sort of I'm going to wrap up now, so I just wanted to get some closing thoughts from you guys. So I'm going to start with Olivier, and then it's going to be Sheila and then Tracy. Uh,
1: so well, in order to build an email list, you have to be ready to, uh, according to me, to to exchange some of your contents of your valuable content, let's say an ebook uh, or course. And you don't have to be shy and to uh, make your coming out on Facebook ads. You have to, to buy and test, okay? You have to test if it's okay for you and build an audience because on Facebook ads you can choose the audience, whether the country or the, the, the interests. And you can save also this audience and test it because in, in order for your audience to find you, Okay, you have an idea, uh, you have a notion of what your niche, your audience could be. And with Facebook ads, you can use them. It's a cheap, relatively cheap. You can test them and you will have uh, a good uh, return on investment, according mm. to me
0: very quick tip as well, guys. If you want to know which is the best email software out there, someone mentioned in the comments that A gets very expensive. Check out Active Campaign. Now Rob Wilson is a member of the OB community. And I'm sure if you say Mark, Mark Timberlake said of am and he's going to give me a good coupon offer off of this course. He does an active campaign course. Active campaign is probably one of the most cost-efficient um, Uh, email systems out there you can do automations it's absolutely amazing and it's really low cost compared to the others you know I'd avoid things like MailChimp when you get into advanced mail marketing doesn't do what you need it to do and then you have to start using other automated software so I wanted to drop that in and then Sheila
2: yeah I've just dumped MailChimp and it's switched on active campaign but I'm not very skilled, so I might uh, I might take up your suggestion to do a course and learn a bit more. But for me, I'm I'm pretty overwhelmed. I made a list the other day of all the new things that I've had to learn lately, all the new applications. It's just it's mind boggling, really. Um, but anyway, um, the the um, the hints today are are really useful and really good. But one thing that I've done just this last week, which um, because I didn't have a lot of giveaways I hadn't I hadn't been doing that so I didn't have free downloads of of too many things but I've got a lot of um, medical authors who write little book consumer oriented books about medical things their knee things and I'm contacting them and saying "Um, do you own the, the copyright why not give me a chapter and I'll put your book up there and then you can sell you know, people will buy it from Amazon and they're as keen as mustard to do that. So mm. so it doesn't have to be your own efforts. Um, it can be the efforts of people who themselves are finding it difficult to market their content.
0: Yeah, and that's a great tip because if you then look at affiliate marketing on Udemy, you've got an affiliate marketing account. Oh. Again, you could find out courses that are really good offers and put them in your mm. newsletter. So you don't have to restrict yourself to your own products. Top tip there. Tracy. Mm.
3: Uh, yes, I have just a couple really quick things I'll say that I, because I know we're about out of time. First, I just want to revalidate what you said about the free course and the Blab link. And uh, I know you talk about it in the course that I just took of yours. Brilliant. Absolutely. I'm so excited about that. I just rolled out a free course, just like you talked about. and I just think there's so much merit. It made me really nervous to do it. And um, I just just the engagement and and that real relationship value is is so fantastic. And I also want to just say, really encourage people to get, if they have a fear, to get past their fear of getting on live stream and video. I think there's a tremendous amount of power in people seeing you live, hearing your voice, getting to know you. I mean, there's absolutely to the written words, but to be on live stream, and, and if you've not done Blab, you know, check it out. There's so much, there's so much there. And and lastly, don't be afraid to be creative. You know, there's there's really, like me coming up with the video tips. There's really, the you know, just, Make a decision and try something because we're always having to try and tweak and adjust. I mean, you know, I'm doing a video differently or I'm doing it this way differently. We don't. You can't have all the answers before you start. So just just get out there and do it, and 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 you might just flat out be surprised at how many people are really hungry for what you have to say and what you have to offer.
0: Mm -hmm. Excellent. Thank you, Tracy. So I just want to say thank you, everybody, for watching. I didn't get to answer every single question. Scott Scalcroft had a question. I didn't have time. Pop over to the Blab. If you're wondering where the Blab is, have a check of the event that you're watching right now in the description area. You're going to see a link to a Blab. We're going to go over there, and there's going to be one open seat. So I'm going to ask panel members who want to, to jump in there, and we're going to keep one seat open. Um, So we'll have one person revolving in and out and dropping in and out. So join us over there. Remember, subscribe on uh, iTunes if you're listening on there uh, and leave a review on iTunes. That would really help me if you're on there. I appreciate that. And also subscribe on YouTube. And if you're on my website and you're watching this right now, you're going to see a newsletter sign-up, so go and sign up there. So thank you for watching, and uh, we'll catch up with you over on Blab very shortly.